Welcome everyone back to the Novacare Complex. It's Eagles Draft Central presented by Dietz and Watson. And I'm Dave Spadaro, your Eagles insider. And it's been a long, long time since we had a conversation. I uh, graduated from four years of, high, of college uh, in this time and played 18 holes of golf since the Eagles were last on the clock. And they're about to be on the clock in just a moment here with the 191st pick uh, selection in the sixth round, their first of two picks in round number six in this 2015 NFL draft. Uh, but the truth is, in the time, I went over to the Lincoln Financial Field to host an insider series event with about 500 season ticket members. Had an absolutely fantastic time, thanks to all those fans who took time out on their Saturday to join us there. And we had a chance to introduce Eric Rowe, and, uh, and uh, it was just a tremendous time over there with, with the Eagles and what we're doing and uh, making sure that the fan engagement is very high. Uh, there. So let's get you caught up on everything the Eagles have done in this draft. Three picks have been made so far. You know that. Uh, the Eagles also dealing their fourth round selection to the Detroit Lions for a third round pick next year. And since that time, we've been waiting. Uh, Eric Rowe, Jordan Hicks first went to the stadium, said hello to everybody, met the media, had the press conference, did their interviews. Uh, they're meeting with the various staffers in the building now. Uh, and now we are waiting. Chip Kelly had a very engaging interview with the NFL Network. And now the Eagles are about to be on the clock. So who might they pick? Uh, what are they looking for? We've got a couple of guys who are anxious to talk about it in the fan cave. Bo Wolf and Greg Cosell. Gentlemen, welcome back to the NFL Draft. Well, great to be back, Dave. <laughs> what do you think here? Uh, you know, you're looking for measurables. You're looking for somebody who... Can you, you can develop quickly athletes. I mean, what, what's your thought process? Well, here? and we've learned that you're looking for players who the Eagles have had contact with throughout the pre-draft process. And there are still a few of those players left on the board along the offensive line. I think that's the position Eagles yep. fans will want to talk about. There's Sean Hickey from Syracuse, Andy Gallick, more of a center from Boston College. Also, Lawrence Gibson yeah. from Virginia Tech, who sort of blew up the combine. He would be more of a developmental tackle. Yeah, and I, if they go offensive line, I think those are names. Maybe another name, although there's an injury element to him, is Rob Chris from North Carolina State, who has athletic left tackle traits. Um, if you look at the other side of the ball and you're looking for athletes that have measurables and traits, which the Eagles look for, you have Obum Guachem. Obum Guachem. Obum, is it? Yes. Okay. Former wide receiver turned defensive lineman from Oregon from, State. Yeah, and I think he is a very real possibility here for the Eagles with one of these two six-round picks. Yeah, and he's someone who transitioned from playing receiver to playing defensive end slash linebacker. And he's very, very athletic and late in a draft. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for traits that, that you feel you can work with. And then, of course, in the secondary, Eagles did take Eric Rowe, the versatile defensive back from Utah. But some corners who the Eagles have been linked with, Ja'Cory Shepard from Kansas, Daryl Roberts from Marshall. Yep. And then at safety. Randall Evans from Kansas Randall State. Randall Evans from Kansas State. And then at safety, you've got Curtis Drummond from Michigan State on the board. Deron Smith from Fresno State, who we expected to be taken earlier. I don't think that he's been linked with the Eagles, but perhaps there's some kind of injury issue, but maybe right. uh, he would be a possibility here. Yeah, I, the corners really intrigue me as well because I still think they could look in that direction. Daryl Roberts was really interesting for me to watch on film, the Marshall corner. I think he's someone that they could have significant interest in as well. I certainly think that's the case. Dave, any other positions you think the Eagles might go with? You know, I, I've, I've thought long and hard about the outside linebacker position. You always want edge rushers. We have to wonder where Malcolm Smith is in his development. 
um, Marcus Smith and his, his development. We have to uh, look at, at maybe still, you know, you talked about safety. That's something that I would always wonder. I wonder about tight end. Do you, do you just pencil in with or ink in uh, Trey Burton, although there have been some tight ends taken. Uh, so I, I, I don't have positions, I, but I will say this. I don't discount sixth-round picks. I certainly don't discount seventh-round picks. Did an event over at the stadium with Jason Kelsey, former sixth-round pick, Pro Bowl center. These are outstanding football players, great athletes, and players who have a lot to prove. Players a lot of, in a lot of cases who thought they were going to go earlier in the draft, so they come into a team with a chip on their shoulder and a lot to prove. So it's, a, it's an area where you can really define your draft and turn it from something good to something special. Yeah, and because all these draft boards are so varied in the third day, the, the Eagles are going to be taking players who probably have fourth or fifth round grades on their board uh, with these six round to, picks. I, I will tell you this, a name that will, really jumps out at me is Ja'Cory Shepard, is somebody who I think, <laughs> and that is the pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. I told you, I mentioned uh, him. Yeah, so he is the pick, and uh, your, your reaction to that, guys? He is, uh, a, he is a long corner, athletic. You can do the press man things that he'll be asked to do. I, I guarantee he was higher on their board, Dave, because I watched him. Uh, I was actually given a tip about him by a, by a coach, and I watched him, oh, maybe three or four weeks ago. I watched four games, and he has all the traits you look for in a press man corner. He actually transitioned to corner, I believe, from receiver and has only played corner for two years, so he has a much higher ceiling. He's just scratching the surface. The only concern you might have with him, and this is why he's a later-round pick, is he does not have great speed, the vertical speed you might look for. But as far as those natural traits to play press man corner, Ja'Cory Shepard is that guy. How about the, the physicality? I thought he was pretty physical. You know, uh, not a lot of college corners necessarily are physical on every snap, but he has good size. He did play both uh, physical press man corner and shadow press man corner. So he does... And he's done it in college at Kansas. He's done what the Eagles want their corners to do. So clearly, Dave, the Eagles making it a priority to upgrade the secondary this offseason, signing Byron Maxwell, drafting Eric Rowe, now drafting Ja'Cory Shepard in the sixth round. Interesting, guys. Uh, this draft, you know, a, a wide receiver in the first round, and then it's been all defense. So when you give up 72 plays of 20-plus yards in the passing game, worst in the NFL, and then you change out your coaching staff in the secondary, which the Eagles did, Corey Unlin and Matthew Harper, now the coaches, and they've talked about getting those long press cover men. Uh, they, the Eagles uh, backed up their, their vision with some very definitive actions here. Yeah, and Shepard is a player who obviously will have had the experience of playing against very speedy receivers sure. in the Big 12, oh, which is a, a lot of spread, oh, spread offenses. So here's my question. And, and again, with rookies, and he's a sixth-round pick, so we don't want to talk about him like he's a high first-round pick and he's coming in to start. But Shepard is a kid, I think, as I said, that's only going to get better and better because he's young uh, and inexperienced playing corner. Let's say he comes in early and plays really well and because he's not a safety prospect. He's a corner. Since we know Rowe can play safety and played it well, is there a chance down the road that their secondary looks like Maxwell and Shepard at corner with Rowe at safety? 
Well, it's possible. And then you've also got Jalen Watkins. Don't discount him. Well, Another I, I player like with the versatility much, yeah. to play both corner and safety. So the Eagles, all of a sudden, very multiple in their defensive back. Which field. is what they want. How many times have we heard Bill Davis talk about that regarding the secondary? That's what they want. That's why they didn't want to get locked into taking safeties who can only play in the box, for instance. They don't want that. They want versatility and flexibility in their defensive backfield. What do you think, Dave? Who, how, how will the Eagles line up mid-season? in the secondary? Well, I, I, I still don't know who the, the other safety is. I, I'm going to say Jalen Watkins has a shot there. I, I think Eric Rowe will begin his career with the Eagles at the cornerback position. So I'll throw this out, and it's a young group, and it's a new group, and it just shows you how quickly things change in the NFL. Let's go with Maxwell and Rowe at the cornerback positions. And I think inside Thurmond and Boykin, that's going to be quite a battle here. And then I think you've got Malcolm Jenkins uh, working next to Jalen Watkins. Uh, I, Earl Wolf is going to have like a chance. It. I know, uh, obviously, Ed Reynolds is going to have a chance. Jerome Couplin, we have no idea. Big body. Um, but uh, it's, it's, to me, that it's, it's, there's a lot of moving pieces, new names, new faces, new coaches who are going to evaluate these players all from ground zero. Yeah, it's obviously early to talk about position battles heading into training camp, but it looks like there's at least one open spot in the secondary, whether it's the second cornerback position or the second safety position, depending on where Eric Rowe goes. And then I guess a guard position, right guard, is it going to be Matt Tobin? Is it going to be Alan Barbie? Those seem like the two big uh, position battles potentially in training camp. Yeah, there's some, certainly some, some questions uh, still there. And hey, we've got two picks to go here. We're going to keep it live for you here on Eagles Draft Central through pick 196. Uh, in Chicago, uh, they are uh, having a good time there. Now, in this sixth round, you've noticed that uh, through the NFL Network and so forth, that the teams are having their uh, picks in the sixth round introduced by fans. And so you've noticed that Merrill Reese is not sitting next to me. He is elsewhere, and he is doing an equally important job. I am Merrill Reese, voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. To announce the next pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Eagles are very proud to present Brian Gingerlowski of Scranton, Pennsylvania. How you doing? Good. With the fifth pick of the sixth round, number 191 overall, the Philadelphia Eagles select Ja'Cory Shepard, defensive back from Kansas. And there you go. That's a nice job, Merrill. Now, hurry up and get back to our Xfinity studio for pick 196. And congratulations um, to that man for, the, uh, uh, for Brian Gingerlowski from the Ronald McDonald House uh, announcing the first of two six-round picks for the Eagles. Pick 191 overall. The Eagles still with pick 196. And then one pick in round seven. So the Eagles adding to their uh, depth along the, def uh, the defensive backfield. Now, we will hear from Chip Kelly after pick 196. Obviously, they are getting ready uh, for that next pick. Cleveland is in with pick number 195. And I really don't know where to think about uh, this next pick. I guess offensive line, but you just want to make sure you've got, you've got a, a, a really good measurable here, somebody that you can kind of build with. And somebody potentially can come in and play special teams. Obviously, the Eagles number one in the NFL in special teams in 2014, and they've 
added some resources uh, to special teams in this offseason. So the Cleveland Browns have the pick in at 195. The Eagles will be on the clock shortly. And uh, I would love to have a guess for you, but I just don't know. Guys, do you have any names for me? Anybody, Bo, that the Eagles have shown interest in as Malcolm Johnson, tight end from Mississippi State, goes at 195. Eagles officially on the clock. Yeah, for me, it's the same list as it was a few picks ago, minus Ja'Cory Shepard. So, yeah. oh, boom, Guachim from Oregon State, the converted wide receiver turned pass rusher on the outside, has the length and, and uh, measurables the Eagles would be looking for. It's possible they could go with another corner because Daryl Roberts is still there still from Marshall. There. Maybe they just hit that position heavy. And then you've got the offensive lineman who we talked about, Sean Hickey from Syracuse, Lawrence Gibson from Virginia Tech, Andy Gallick from Boston you know, College, showed, and Rob Crisp. They showed about. interest in Daryl Roberts, as you said. They showed interest in Randall Evans, a corner from Kansas State who played primarily in the slot, and he fits the Eagles' measurables because he's 6 feet 190 as a slot corner because Walter Thurman, while he's here, and theoretically he battles with Boykin now for the slot, Thurman's coming off a major knee injury, so he's an unknown to a certain extent. We have to assume where there's smoke, there's fire. Boykin's name has been bandied about. And our sense, I believe you would see it the same way from what Chip talks about, is that 5'9 corners are not necessarily what he would ultimately like. So we don't know that for sure, but, you know, we've seen Boykin's name out there. So corner, you know, they may be looking to totally revamp the secondary. There's a lot of coaches in the NFL who are starting to look at deep pass defense from the outside in as opposed to the inside out, Bo, in that they want man-to-man corners and if you can line up man-to-man and cover, then you can do a lot of other things as opposed to starting with the pass rush. Of course, every team wants a pass rush. We know that. But there's different ways to look at this. And there's a lot of teams in the league, and I've had these conversations that are starting to feel like, hey, it's more important to get the corner and the cover people than it is the pass rushers. The other ones I'll quickly add, the Oregon players potentially, Tony Washington, linebacker, yeah. Eric Dargan, safety. If it's going to be an Oregon guy, that's who it would be. How about be. a guy like Randall Evans? What do you think of him? Well, we said it again. Just, yeah. Randall Evans. We, we just, just spoke about him. Greg, just, yet another cornerback. We're just, we're just now, on fire. Now, let's, let's understand it, and let's talk about this. There are now three cornerbacks drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. And we know that Rowe has the body to potentially play safety, although I still think they will have him at cornerback early. Any of these two other picks, Ja'Cory Shepard and Randall Evans, potentially handle the safety position? I don't know enough about Evans. Right. Shepard is not super physical. He's also a no. little bit smaller. Evans right. is six feet. Evans Tell me about Evans. Evans is six feet, 190. This past year at uh, Kansas, he played predominant. I think it was Kansas State, I believe. Kansas State? Yeah, he played predominantly in the slot. Almost every – I watched four or five games. He only played in the slot, so I assume in the other games that's what he did as well. So – he was a six-foot, 190-pound corner only in the slot. I can't imagine they drafted him after having played only in the slot to play outside. I think they view him as a bigger slot corner, and I, I really believe it fits Chip Kelly's profile. They do not want short corners, whether it's outside or in the slot. And one thing we've seen from Chip Kelly is trying to take away the projection of moving a guy to a new position. So. The only one of the three who I think would make sense of safety is Rowe, but of course he's the best of the three, and I think, as I agree with you, Dave, his value is going to be the highest on the outside of cornerback, but maybe he allows you to move pieces around. Maybe he slides uh, onto tight ends in certain situations, but I think he, he, he is the star of this class, obviously. So the Eagles go out in free agency and they sign 
Byron Maxwell, Walter Thurman III, E.J. Biggers. All right, you wonder, okay, let's keep adding to the mix. But now there's three cornerbacks here, and you wonder, is there enough room at the cornerback in, even early on in, in the pre-training camp period? I mean, how many do you carry? Do you look for somebody to get moved? Bo and Greg, um, you know, we've all heard these stories out there about the veterans, and I, I guess I anticipated maybe some movement there in this draft. We've had none. Yeah, and off the top of my head, I think the Eagles have had about nine to ten corners in camp over the last two years with Chip Kelly. So uh, it's going to obviously be, be deep competition. But you do wonder now, you know, does a, a player like Brandon Boykin end up uh, going somewhere else? I don't know. He's, you know, he has been a very productive player for the Eagles over the last two seasons. Right. It's, it's like anything else in the NFL. It depends on the value that you're being offered. But again, now we're getting to the point where Chip Kelly is in control of personnel. It's clear that he has certain parameters. He's a believer to some degree in the Bill Parcells school of thought that you define uh, measurables for every position. And maybe it's not 100%, but that's your foundation. You don't draft exceptions. You don't play with exceptions. You stay to what your measurables are. And I think that's what he's doing. He's trying to remake the secondary in his vision of what he believes the secondary should be. So I think, yeah, as I agree, in the, the two position groups we have now seen Chip Kelly completely revamp during his time as head coach is wide receiver, receiver and now cornerback. So those big positions on the outside, Chip Kelly obviously thinks those were the ones that needed to be remade for this roster. And let me emphasize this for Eagles fans. When you are watching this team in the preseason and during the 2015 regular season, you're going to see a team that at the cornerback position in and coverage, they want their big, long-armed cover men up at the line of scrimmage in press coverage. They want to be physical at the line of scrimmage. I think there's a whole, and you guys have talked about, a fundamental change, not just in names and in body type, but fundamentally, the Eagles want to get nasty at the cornerback position as we see the updated draft tracker. Uh, they, and Greg, Bo, you tell me how difficult it is to do that, to be that kind of in-your-face we're going to get our hands on you group of cornerbacks. Well, we've talked about yeah. that uh, when we looked at Eric Rowe in terms of what the Eagles corners are asked to do in this defense. It's all about disruption at the line of scrimmage, disrupting the timing of the offense, throwing them you know, off so that the Eagles can, you, can get to the quarterback. You have to remember that the NFL passing game has changed to a large degree. It's not the old days where it was a lot of deeper drops, long developing routes. There's a lot of three-step, five-step timing throws. More people are in the shotgun. The shotgun is usually quicker throws or because you have more people in routes and less in protection. So if you can disrupt routes at the line of scrimmage, that is a better way against quicker drops than the pass rush because you can get a linebacker totally clean to the quarterback. But if it's a five-step timing route and the ball comes out on time in 2.1 seconds, a clean linebacker will not get there in 2.1 seconds. So it's really becoming more important in the eyes of many to disrupt on the outside as opposed to focusing all your energies on the pass rush. So it makes sense to you then that, that Chip Kelly wants to really completely revamp this cornerback group so that they can do that. Philosophically, it makes good sense as we look at the board and we see the competition. And how many times has Chip talked about that, Bo? Competition. That's what he wants. He's still a relatively new head coach, first developing his program. What do new head coaches always want? competition. So right now they go into camp with all of these corners. They're not all going to make the team. We know that, but he wants the competition. 
And you also wonder now if Nolan Carroll is the kind of player who gets a look potentially at safety, whether he has that kind of skill well, set. So it's going to be fascinating the, to, to follow. The other issue, too, is they played a ton of dime last year, six defensive backs, and Nolan Carroll filled that role very effectively. He could be the kind of player that play when they play dime, whether that becomes their predominant sub-package or whether they just use it 10 snaps a game, Nolan Carroll could fill that specific role. But you would be surprised if they really played a majority of dime considering the value they put at the inside linebacker position this offseason. That remains to be seen. I mean, there's a lot of teams with good inside linebackers that are 3-4 based. And, I mean, you don't know the answer to that. I think they're going to figure that out. But clearly, I mean, we can say based on what they've done today that they clearly think their secondary is very, very important. Clearly more important to them right now than offensive line. They must feel very comfortable with their offensive line right now. That's exactly right. And when you commit so many resources to revamping one position, Obviously, that's going to mean that other positions are going to be left a little bit wanting. But obviously, I think if you talk to Eagles fans during the year last year, they would have said, we want a new secondary. Well, now we have one. How, how much improved in total, guys, is this Eagles defense from last year? You add the cornerbacks. You add Kiko Alonso. Um, you add some coaching, new coaches. I mean, new philosophies. Are the Eagles... You know, and I know a lot of pieces have to come together here. It's, it's very premature. Um, but uh, how much of an, inc- of an improvement have we seen with what the Eagles have done defensively? You know, I think, again, you made a great point, Dave. It's premature because these guys they drafted today, they're prospects. And no matter how excited you are, and believe me, I really liked Eric Rowe when I evaluated him, uh, they're prospects. But I think they're, they believe that they've gotten significantly better at the position. And as I said before, it all starts with competition. So now they feel that when they come out of camp, and that's a long way off, end of August, beginning September, they feel when they come out of camp, their secondary is going to be far superior to the way it ended the season last year. That's clearly the way they feel. And especially not just beyond camp, but one, two years down the road. That's really, I think, the important thing of, of this draft weekend. All right, guys. Well, uh, very good stuff. Uh, We thank you very much, um, and we wait Chip Kelly. And one more pick for the Philadelphia Eagles in this 2015 NFL draft. If you are just joining us, let's check out that Eagles draft tracker Uh, one more time. The Eagles have made their latest selection, really, within five picks. Two more cornerbacks added to the defensive mix. So the Eagles, after taking Nelson Aguilar in round number one, way back on Thursday night, It has been defense, 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 more defense for Bill Davis and a secondary that gave up a league-high 72 plays of 20-plus yards. In the middle there, a trade to the Detroit Lions, trading a fourth-round pick this year for a third-round selection next season. The paper trail, Asante Samuel traded to Atlanta in 2012 for a seventh-round pick. Bryce Brown selected, Bryce Brown traded to Buffalo, and there you go, and that fourth-round pick now becomes a third-round pick next year. When we return to Eagles Draft Central, presented by Dietz and Watson, we hope to hear from head coach Chip Kelly. He's got some splaining to do. The Eagles, defense, defense, and more defense on day three of this NFL Draft. Welcome back to Eagles Draft Central, presented by Dietz and Watson. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. 
We're live from the NovaCare Complex in South Philadelphia on a beautiful Saturday in South Philly. Eagles going defense heavily in the, C uh, the third day of this draft. They made the trade with Detroit, acquiring a third-round pick next year. So it's a lot of downtime. And since then, the Eagles have added two cornerbacks. One of them, Ja'Cory Shepard from Kansas. Now, we don't know how he's going to project down the line with his defense. We don't know where he fits in with Bill Davis' scheme, what cornerbacks coach and defensive backs coach Matthew Harper and Corey Undlam think. Uh, but we do know that there are a lot of six-round picks who become good football players. Let's learn a little bit more about Ja'Cory Shepard, a feature uh, from the Jayhawks Insider. 2 p.m., Lawrence, Kansas, a Monday. KU defensive back Ja'Cory Shepard is on the move. Right now we're on the way to, to pick up my little Christopher. Um, call him Tank, that's what everybody call him, so I call him Tank. Tank is the little, Ja'Cory is the big. The program is Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, during one of my speech classes, this, this girl gave a, a speech about the program, and I got involved uh, through that. At 12 years old, Tank is a sixth grader at West Middle School. How was school? Born. Tank and Ja'Cory have gone paintballing together, bowling, the movies. Today, it's shooting hoops. Don't be crying either. And Ja'Cory truly treats him like his own little brother. Are you sorry? You trying to throw touchdowns? You can't play under pressure. You just want me to win. I'm going to teach you how to shoot this year. He reminded me of myself when I was that age. I mean, always wanted to be the best, so he always tried to trash talk me. I like pressure. We're like the same people, kind of. Like, we like a lot of the same things. The two have been hanging out for a year now. Ja'Cory will spend his only off day of the week with Tank for hours. Today's Around the World game is especially time consuming. That's all. <laughs> you see a lot of kids out there on their own, just really doing their own thing. Or sometimes, and that's sometimes how they get caught up in the, in the wrong crowds. We don't build about four houses, all bricks. Of course, Tank has seen Ja'Cory in his element. Pass play, intercepted! Ja'Cory Shepard into the end zone! Touchdown! A pick six for Ja'Cory, and the Hawks are within one! He's been to two KU games. He's 2-0. and Not everybody gets to hang out with a KU football boy. I'm going to try to get you some tickets, some more tickets to, um, you ask for the game you want to go to? Uh, yeah, Ja'Cory might want to hold on to that good luck charm and vice versa. Uh, he loves it. Yeah, that's, that's one thing his mom always tells me is how happy they are that I'm doing it. Everybody just asks me if that's my brother. I'm like, sure, yeah. You only one spot. Two spots. Two spots ahead. For Jayhawk Insider, I'm Nick Schaefer. So there you go, a little bit about Ja'Cory Shepard, one of two cornerbacks the Eagles have drafted today. Still one pick remaining for the Eagles in round number seven. So we're sitting here at the NovaCare Complex, and we'd love to hear what you think about the Eagles' draft efforts thus far in 2015. Give us a call, 215-339-6709. Jump on board, let's talk Eagles.
and, and what a wild and crazy offseason it's been for this football team. Many, many moves. Think about it. Eagles finish up 2014 in New York, a win over the Giants, get to 10 wins, miss the playoffs, and then look at all this happen. A restructuring of the front office, a massive amount of roster turnover, some very prominent players and productive players no longer Eagles, including quarterback uh, Nick Foles, running back LaShawn McCoy, linebacker Trent Cole, Todd Harriman's, Kerry Williams, Bradley Fletcher, and the list continues. Jeremy Macklin, now a Kansas City Chief. And so then the Eagles go into free agency very aggressively among the moves, signing DeMarco Murray, Byron Maxwell, trading for Kiko Alonso, a linebacker. So uh, is this a ground-based offense? What do we think about DeMarco Murray as a Philadelphia Eagle? Give us a call, 215-339-6709. And the phone number once again, 215-339-6709. Let's go to Philadelphia and talk to Dan. Ben, who's on the phone. Hey, Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave, how are you? I just had a quick question. You know, taking Evans and Shepard here in the sixth round, how do you see the uh, defensive back position laying out for the season? Do you see us going more nickel or dime with this kind of influx of defensive back? Well, I mean, let, let, let's first get, gauge your expectations. Let's talk first about Eric Rowe. I, I expect him to be a cornerback first. Uh, do you agree with me? I guess he's not there. I tell you that Eric Rowe will be a cornerback first. That's my belief. Uh, I don't think there'll be a change in the philosophy necessarily defensively. But we will see a lot more competition. Look at the names of the Eagles cornerbacks, of course, led by Byron Maxwell. E.J. Biggers. Now, E.J. Biggers signed for you know, not, not a whole lot, not a whole lot, um, uh, not a ton of you know, money, certainly a one-year contract. Uh, Boykin, we've heard a lot about him in the offseason, still a member here, still a very good football player. Nolan Carroll, a good football player. Hey, let's hear from Chip Kelly, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles ready to explain his philosophy in this 2015 NFL draft. Do I hate offensive linemen? No, I love offensive linemen. So, you know, I, I, but again, you got to take how, how, uh, what's available, you know, and, and as, as, uh, we moved out of the fourth round, not have a pick until you, until you get to six. So, um, there weren't many offensive linemen left at that point in time, so you know the board was pretty, pretty depleted by the time we got back on the on the clock. So there was a couple guys there, but um, you know a couple that you look at, and that's just kind of how it works out. You know you can't you can't predict where it was. There was a run in the second round. There were some guys that we were really excited about, but but they went before we picked also. So that's just kind of how it how it goes. Yeah, the Lions called us, so they were they were looking to move up, and they had actually called us before the day started that if. You know, there's a player we're looking for there. Would you be interested in this? So, yeah, they offered a pick. You know, a pick in a higher round next year. So, um, it's probably short-term sacrifices for long-term gains is what you're looking at when you're making those decisions. So, it's one of those deals where right now you wish you had the pick, and then next year you're going great. We got an extra three. You know, and it's so when you you're kind of caught in the moment. That's why I think you got to have discipline on draft day. When you're caught in the moment, we'd rather have picks uh, on this day. But you really think about it, just 
you got a better chance of taking a guy in the third round one year better than you do in the fourth round. So that's why we made this decision. Whoa. Evans was a real versatile player. Yeah. Do you see him as a safety? You know, the, the unique thing about him is he, he's played safety, he's played nickel, he's played corner, he's a physical player, he's an outstanding special teams player. Um, and Bill Schneider, you know, you're getting a Bill Schneider coach football player. Uh, they, they love him in Manhattan, you know, in, in terms of what they say about him. Uh, had real good exposure to him. He's a guy that we've had our eye on for a while just because of his, not only his, athletic ability, but his position versatility. So he's a guy that, that, that we were excited that he was still there. We didn't think he'd be there, nor did we think Shepard would be there. And I think some people even, um, if you follow the guys on TV, had him at a lot higher grade than he was. So, um, Are you looking at both guys as swing, like where they play? You know, we're, we're looking to, fight to, you know, and as I told, we had a priority of uh, doing a better job in terms of depth at inside linebacker and, and, and getting guys to play in the secondary. So, you know, that's what we're looking at right now. And we could take another one in the, in the seventh. So, you know, we're going to get his uh, – if you look at the history, and I studied the history here, um, we haven't – they haven't drafted a lot of DBs in, in the last 10 years. And, you know, there's a thing we need to develop those guys and, and try not to rely on free agency to go out and get those guys. We had to because of the situation we were in, but we hope to continue to get defensive backs through the draft and develop them. So. Offensive line, I think Lane's the only O-lineman you guys have drafted. Drafted in the last two years, yeah. It's just how it feels. You know, I mean, we, we, we hadn't drafted DBs in recent years, so it's just kind of you can't take them all. You know, you only have a certain amount of picks, and um, it's, not a, it's not that we don't think we need to create depth in the, in the offensive line, but as you look at it right now, the only offensive lineman we've lost is, is Todd. You know, and so um, we feel like getting Alan Barbary back off of, off of his injury. Uh, Tobin and, and Gardner played really well for us there, and we've got some young guys that we're still continuing to develop. Julian Vandeveld is back. There's some guys there that have, that have played for us, but um, – you know, it's just kind of how it fell. There were some offensive linemen we were really excited about in this draft, uh, but we just didn't think a pick before we had an opportunity to pick again. So. A lot of numbers. Do you expect Evan Matheson to, to be back? I know. Um, That's a question for Evan. So. A lot of numbers at cornerback now. Do you expect Watkins and Digger to stay at that corner? And we're going to throw them all out in the field and figure out who the best corners and safeties are. So. And again, I've said this. I, I don't care on Monday who lines up where. You know, we just let's start working on technique. Let's start backpedaling. Let's start. We got to. A long way to go. You got three weeks of just you can't even go against a, a look. You know they're just backpedaling and breaking and doing drills with, you know, with no heartbeat across them. And then we'll get going and, and we'll figure it out. But the more people you have to select from, the better we think our prospects are in a secondary. Sure, it sounds like you're saying you want Evan back this decision. The ball's in his court. But yeah, I mean Evan has a contract, and right, right. so but if there's uncertainty there about what he wants to do, how do you decide whether you take some any an offer for him? We have never had an offer for Evan, so there's nothing to take. Evan's been a, available to trade for two years now, and we've never had an offer for him. That's through his agent and him. They've asked for us to, if he can renegotiate a contract and see what he can get, and we've obliged him with that, but we've never had an offer on him. So. Now, Randall's a six. Randall's a six-foot corner. You know, 195 pounds. Uh, Corey's just a little bit shorter, but not out of the realm of what we're looking for. I think he's just a, a notch at 5'11". So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're both in the ballparks in our height, weight, speed parameters and what we're looking for. I think Ja'Cory ran in the four sixes. Did he have a hamstring? Yeah, he had an injury. Um, heard it at the – I think he may have – got to exactly get with him when you talk to him. But we, we've discussed it and we know it that I don't think – his play time is a lot faster than that when you turn the tape on. But he was injured when he finally got tested. So, um, but we, we've, our first exposure to him was at the Senior Bowl. So. As a kicker turner, what stood out about him? 
What's that? As a kick returner, does he stand out to you? Yeah, he's a guy that FIP had an, had, had an eye on. You know, obviously we have a lot of guys, and then once we kind of figure out where they are from a special team standpoint, we ship them over to FIP, and he gave them a really good grade as a returner. So. Last year, the, uh, the business with Evan, it was present in the offseason, but once he came in, everything, you know, he, he ostensibly did what he was supposed to do. Do you expect that again? I don't know. I mean, the, the one part about this part with the CBA, and I, I said it with Michael, I've said it with Evan, whoever, it's strictly voluntary. So, you know, I can't call him and tell him we need him to be here, nor would I. That's, that's the player's decision in terms of where they are. So that's, that's a question for Evan, not us. No I haven't talked to him since then. No, the mandatory doesn't happen until June, so. He's not on our board, Paul. Elliot? Yeah, now it's okay. We're good. Appreciate it. I gave you an extra. Tweet. See, tweeting kills you. <laughs> and exit stage right for, exit stage left, actually, for Chip Kelly as he addresses the media following the Eagles' two picks in round number six, both cornerbacks. Uh, so the Eagles have added three defensive backs of their four selections, of their five selections, excuse me, in this 2015 NFL draft. One selection remains, and when the Eagles are on the clock, ready to go in round number seven, we will come back live with our Eagles draft central, as well as Chip Kelly's wrap-up press conference from the Novacare Complex. So I'm Dave Spadaro, your Eagles insider. It's Eagles draft central presented by Dietz and Watson. Stay with us. We got you covered on the website through our digital channels, our social media, and we're back live once the Eagles are on the clock in round seven.